It's the first show with a um, a first dose crew. We all have our first dose of, the, of various vaccines. It's great. It's fantastic. Well, and it's like uh, the Jets and the Sharks. So which which gang do you guys belong to? Are you Derna gang or Pfizer? I'm Derna. Oh, oh what, Jesse? What are you? I got the Pfizer vaccine. That's right, Pfizer gang. We're we're all loyal to giant pharmaceutical companies now. Yeah, we are. You know what? I wanted to start it off as a celebration, though. This is great. We're a it step closer. Cool. Uh, it's only it's been a very frustrating ride in Ontario, especially in, in Canada's had a, a bit of a rough go, but things are going better. Um, so we're very, very excited. And, and there's more doses arriving daily. It's fantastic news. It's great. And we thought we might add to that news, whether you have your first dose or your second dose or whatever it is you have. Um, how about three doses? <laughs> I and three masks at the well, same time in your car. Why not? Listen, we could be like that, that woman who got six doses. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, news accidentally story? administered six doses of yeah. five. <laughs> Honestly. And she started glowing. <laughs> <laughs> After a purple creature killed her bald friend. Oh my God. She gets free Wi-Fi for life, though. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, Isn't it great? No. Uh, three doses of the Steve Dangle podcast Woo. every single week. What do we think about that? So we've been playing around with this idea for, God, years. And we are actually going to move the Steve Dangle podcast to three episodes a week. We will be doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And we are basing uh, this on some, you know, we've had a lot of messages over the past going, you know, guys, I wish we had you more. Or, or you know, sometimes, you know, the, you'll be listening on like a Sunday. And our last show was the previous Thursday. And things are a little bit different or out of date or whatever. And... Uh, so what we're trying to do is kind of see how that works and, uh, we want to know what you think. So we're going to give it a shot, try it for the playoffs, see where it goes. And if all things go well, then we'll consider doing it all next season as well. And we're all kind of excited about it. Now, Friday's show is going to be kind of special. It's going to be a bit of a party show, uh, a little bit looser, uh, a little bit more games and a little bit shorter. You're used to, you know, two and a half or sorry, uh, an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, the Friday show will be an hour long. Uh, and it'll just kind of be the 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 happy hour, the Steve the Dangle back. podcast happy hour. What's yeah. that? The kickback. Kickback. Is that what we're, we're gonna calling? aim for ninety ninety sixty? Right? Is that is that the yeah, plan? That's what we're aiming yeah. for. Yeah. All right. So the thing is, we wanna we wanna spread the love around. Check how check out how this goes, and hopefully, um, this works out. So we're gonna give it a shot. Look out for us Wednesday and Friday this week, along with this Monday show. Yes, Jesse. In celebration, I have uh, a question for you guys. What is it? So I have three things to give away. I got two mugs and an RUN t-shirt. So do you want to give... I'm going to give away them on Instagram. I'll, I'll uh, post it probably tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give it away to one person gets three things or three people get one of each? I think three people. Three people. Three people. Let's spread it around. Three episodes. We're going to give it to three people. Yes. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I like Good that. Idea. I like yeah. that. How uh, would you like uh, people to win? A code word again? Ooh. I like a code word. What's your code word? Mm. Steve, well, oh, hold on oh, to the code word. Oh. We'll plant it somewhere in the episode. How's that sound? <laughs> so you got to listen. You like that? All right. ah. so, so who's, who's going who's gonna to say the code word? Because at just, some point in the episode, you should just say code word followed by word. 
<laughs> and it has to be a really difficult word so that if everybody else is just copying one person who posted it, like there's got to be like a spelling error you have to purposely make in your code word. Okay. Now you guys keep yeah. it going for a second. I'm going to text the group chat. I have an idea okay. and uh, you guys keep the show going and I'm going to, cause literally we're just doing this on the fly. So okay. uh, this is great. This is uh, awesome. While, while we keep the show going. So here's what it's mm-hmm. going to be. SDP Monday. Dang, it's Tuesday. So we're changing that to uh, SDP Wednesday, Hat Picks Thursday, SDP Friday, and obviously LFRs whenever the Leafs play in their four rounds en route to the Stanley Cup. I like that idea. I like that. Isn't that going to be great? That means all the way through to July 15th. That's when they want to deliver the, the Stanley Cup at the absolute latest. So... That's the, uh, we're excited. We're pumped. We hope you are too. Three new episodes each and every week. And it, you know what? It's basically summer. It's beautiful. And why not? I, it's why funny. not? I don't, <laughs> is there a time when, can you remember the Leafs playing in May ever? Like I, it must've happened when they were going to the second and third rounds. Right. But it's uh, been a long, like I'm surprised Sportsnet stats has not said Hey, this is the last time the Leafs played in May. So, if I'm not mistaken, the last time they played in May was 2013 when the season Oh, because of the lockout. Yes, it was delayed. Uh, we just passed the eight-year anniversary of the infamous, the first infamous Game 7, which there was an interesting debate the other day. Now that enough time has passed, it is, it is the Game 7 against the Bruins I am now least annoyed by. Well, because they yeah. didn't belong there. The team they didn't belong, didn't belong there. in the playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, they were they were on a there. heater for the just the shortened season. They got in. Yep. So it's in twenty oh twenty nineteen. I'll die mad about twenty nineteen. Um, but it's okay. The next year they followed up by getting shut out in the elimination game. So Play that was it. cool. <laughs> yep. Very very cool. Very cool that they did that. So then let me ask you this: um, When was the last time the Leafs played in June? So if they make it through the first round here, when was the last time a Toronto Maple Leaf hockey game was in June? You know what's wild? Adam, you know what else is wild? I believe the answer is never. Wow. I don't think they've ever played in the month of June. I mean, a bunch of teams just played in August for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But I mean, even, even on a regular season, you'd have, what, round three, round four in June? Yes. Sometimes, sometimes the Stanley Cup's handed out by like June tenth ish, right? Know? Right, yeah. around there, around so there. We the Cup be, final usually starts like last couple days of May. We yeah. could be seeing if they make it through the first round. Always a big if. Something that's never happened before. They yep. they'll play a game in June. I'm pr- I'm almost positive the answer is never. I want to say, wow. I want to say the last time they won the cup it was like May twelfth or something like that. I, for some reason, I remember this because I want to say it was within days of Curtis Joseph being born. <laughs> I don't know. I was just looking it up one day. Know that. Like, I don't, well, I might not actually know that, but yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, they've never played in the month of June. Hmm. And another stat I heard this week, I don't know if it's true. The last time the Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens in a playoff game, because the Habs ended up sweeping the Leafs at least once. Mm-hmm. Last time the Leafs beat the Habs in a playoff game, game six. Stanley Cup final, 1967. Last time they won the Stanley Cup. Wow. 
Wow. Man, this yeah, because is- they, they met oh. in 1979 and the Habs swept them because the Habs were the Habs, right? They were. Uh, so I, I've told the story before, but Leafs TV made me cut up that game as a highlight pack mm-hmm. t- so that they could throw it somewhere. I don't remember where they were putting it. But I was I was watching game four of that series and the Habs, I believe, at all times had no fewer than like three Hockey Hall of Famers on the ice. Like it was, it was preposterous. Well, one of them was a goalie. I think that helped. But it was I got I got I have a question about that and maybe this is somebody, you know, Steve, you would probably know this, but I'm, I would love to talk to, you know, Eric Angles or Arpen Basu or, you know, whomever about it. Of those Habs teams that won five Stanley Cups in a row. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the Gretzky Oilers based on what they did, yes, they were great, but they get a lion's share of the attention for greatest teams of all time. And if you're not including the late seventies Habs in that, you're not, it's not a debate. It's funny how little play that those teams really get. Like you never see a retrospective on the 1978 Montreal Canadiens ever. You'll see, oh, Gretzky and Coffee did this in 87, whatever. I think I would love to know a power ranking of the top five teams, like best to worst of those Stanley Cup winning teams, like which roster was actually the greatest roster of all time? Because I think if you're going to find the best team of all time, I think you got to look at that late 70s Montreal team. I really do. Yeah, I think they were no, you're right. better than the Oilers, better better than anybody else. And no offense to Oilers fans, you're second. Uh, but but that, that, late, that late 70s Montreal team is unbelievable. And I would love to know which one of those is the best, best, best one. Based on what? Best. Best. That's right. I don't know. Maybe what, you know what? We should probably go through that one day and just do a top five on it. But it's, it's a fascinating time in history, you know, because uh, didn't the, the Flyers won two cups? The Bruins won two cups, right? Something along those in the lines. Beginning, beginning of the decade. And then it was basically Montreal until the New York Islanders took over. And a goalie who a lot of people screamed at us for in our top five goalie conversation, we did not include Ken Dryden. Mm. Who, yeah, all right. <laughs> he was Pretty very, tough very to, good. Yep, yep, tough to argue against that. And that's yep. why the conversations like that are so interesting. So, you know what, we're going to start. So we got the, the three podcasts to get, obviously, this week again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, wanted to let you know. And then let's get into the Stanley Cup playoffs because – uh, boy, did it kick off with the bang. Bruins and Caps lived up to every little bit of the hype that we were hoping for. Like, what a, what a game, uh, what a set of teams, and a little bit of drama right at the beginning as, you know, Washington loses its starting goaltender, and it looks like a groin injury. I don't know what it is. Looks like groin or knee or something that's not going to heal easily. Yeah, you never know. All those... God, everything is connected. I've uh, uh, told this story before. I was talking to Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, and he was talking about all his injuries that he's had to overcome as a goalie. And I remember he was talking about his back. He was talking about his hip. He was talking about his knees. And I don't remember where it all started. You know, like it's just one thing forces you to overcompensate with another thing. Then you injure that thing and another thing has to overcompensate. And it just, it all gets wrecked. So I don't know what happened to Vita. Uh, Vanacek specifically, but then Craig Anderson has to enter the game. And I straight up did not know he was a capital. I had forgotten. I think he signed there as like a PTO or, or something like that. And so I tweeted, I go, all right, raise your hand. Who just learned that Craig Anderson is a Washington capital. I know Adam responded. Jesse, I didn't see if you responded. Did Jesse you? doesn't oh, reply no, to I tweets. No idea. Wow. How dare you? So <laughs> 
But you know who else responded? Nicole Anderson, his wife. Really? <laughs> yes. Amazing. And she goes, I didn't know. <laughs> I like that she was playing around with it. Like, I wasn't trying to be insulting. I wasn't saying that he sucked. It was just like, I had no idea. So I went and looked. I was like, did he even play for the team this year? And yes, four games. He had a 915. What? Bad. What? And like, was- I got some. I- Sorry, what, Adam? Who was their other backup? Vitek Vanacek. And their starter, Zelius Hamsonov, who right. was previously injured. I I do not know. Oh, you know who I think is behind Anderson is Zach Fukali. Oh, yes. one of the worst, worst, worst pickups I've ever made. Oh, no, actually, I had to play on his team, Halifax Mooseheads, That's uh, right. in 2014 and uh, in my NHL game. And he could not stop a beach ball, but I scored 100 goals that year. So... Adam just first overall pick. He didn't play good defense. No, he's, no. you got to be, you got to be committed. You got to be a two hundred foot player. You got to take commitment. care of both sides, right? Both sides, right? You got to be two hundred so, foot player. The so, worst part about that game, or the best part, I don't know, that was that Tom Wilson was the best player on the ice the entire time. See, I love that. I do love that. I mean, listen, this is it's two heels fighting. <laughs> Except I have a better relation. No, I don't. It's. I was about to say I have a better relationship with Caps fans. I think both Caps fans and Bruins fans find me adorable until I call their teams dirty. Then they yell at me, and then they go back to finding me adorable. That's oh. that's how I think this works. The best thing was, and it wasn't very many. It wasn't as many as I had hoped. But the several Bruins fans who were like, man, I don't, I don't know what's happened to Big Z, but the the Capitals really rubbed some, some dirty off on him. I was just like, oh, my God. Wow. It's like they're just learning he's dirty. They're just learning. Big boy hits, too. He had a really good game. Yeah. For, like, yeah. his role for Washington, I thought Char was unbelievable. He's still effective if you use him properly. Yeah. Right. It's just, uh, man, there are there are situations where he's going to get exposed. He's going to get walked. If they, like, okay, you're allowed to be more physical in the playoffs. No, no one's no one's saying that you can't. No one's saying that you can't lay big hits. The big problem I had with Chara in 2019, and the refs eventually turned the corner on this, was it wasn't the violence, right, or the the aggressiveness of Chara. It was it was uh, like just straight up interference, mm-hmm. like touching guys who do not have the puck, hooking, tripping because it. If you get if you go wide on him, he's done. He's done. He's just he doesn't have the foot speed anymore. But in a situation where he's in tight, I mean, you're you're not escaping that that friggin' octopus. You're 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 not getting around that. He's just he's too big. Yeah, he's in a cycle situation. He's the he's the guy that you don't want to be standing in front of the net with, right? No. Yeah. No. Nobody. uh, His also he's the king the league-wide king of the if you're not paying attention he'll just stick lift your stick 30 feet in the air <laughs> this new favorite thing and i yeah. tell you what if ea sports adds that to nhl 22 it'll be the biggest mistake they've ever made <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just gonna yeet this friggin stick the- flying into the stratosphere Jesse, you made the point about Tom Wilson. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't hate Tom Wilson being Tom Wilson against the Bruins. Um, it's And I don't hate Brad Marchand being Brad Marchand against the Caps. It's kind of fun to watch. It's like it's 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 like two the, the two Spider-Men pointing at each other. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really, I'm really 
looking forward to seeing how this goes. And to be honest with you, uh, you know, once Craig, Craig Anderson was in, I thought like, this is going to go one of two ways. He's going to come in and stink or he's going to come in and, uh, and, and be 2017 playoffs. Craig Anderson. Beware of Craig Anderson, buddy. Beware that he's, he's got a gear. It's not always there. It's not, sometimes he just, he tries to activate it and he can't, but oh my God, when he's dialed, he's Patrick Waugh, <laughs> like yeah. 1993. What he just, the, he activates a certain mode and he becomes virtually unbeatable. What are the chances that uh, Henrik Lundqvist can make a comeback? Oh, I believe, he can be a good backup goalie. Well, he signed with the caps, right? right. The issue, I don't think he's medically cleared. And I, okay. if I have the story correct, and I don't know if I do, but if I have the story correct, uh, he was supposed to miss the whole season. Mm-hmm. He was progressing well. It started to trend towards he'll be able to play. And then I think he may have had a setback and like he officially cannot play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. He's not going to play this season. Okay. Yeah, um, but I think that, the Bruins on. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. The Bruins on what was it Saturday? They also didn't do a good job of just peppering Anderson with shots. Like to only muster up, what was it twenty-two shots on Craig Anderson? That's not enough. If you got a forty-year-old th- third-string goalie in that, you gotta like, wear him out. That's the that's the David Ayers thing about the Leafs. Like, yeah. okay, the team's playing great defense, but but they have this goalie in there where you just fire enough shots, you'll probably score more goals than the other team. And it's, but it's uh, it sure is an attention grabber. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure the Washington Capitals who won the Stanley Cup three years ago, I'm sure they didn't need reminding that playoff hockey is a little bit more intense. Um, But there's nothing like a 40 year old goalie who's played four games this season. That'll uh, there's nothing like that. That'll lock you in on playing defense. That's drama. (laughs) You know, sorry, sorry, there is one thing, Uh, an emergency backup goaltender who's even older. Yeah. But that was well, a regular season game. The other thing uh, I, I thought was amazing is Ovi coming out and throwing a big hit right off the bat. The guy's 35 years old. Playoff and Ovi. And, and he's playoff Ovi. He's still throwing hits like that. I can remember in like 08, 09, um, it, I think it was, a, it was a TSN panel. And God bless him because I would have felt the same way. But they were saying, listen, Alexander Ovechkin can't play this reckless hockey forever. It'll just, it'll just wear on his body. And, and they were... Most- most people cannot. Yeah. But most people are not Alexander Ovechkin. A, a popular uh, thing that I say is shelf life. Certain mm-hmm. like Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler, there was no situation where Ryan Kessler could be Ryan Kessler forever. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, and it was going to be a steep decline whenever it happened. Yeah. Wayne Simmons, similar thing. Corey Perry, similar thing. They're both capable NHL players, but like Corey Perry won the heart trophy i think he scored 50 goals you know what i mean it, it doesn't last forever ovechkin is a mutant <laughs> he, de- he just he defies all laws of physics like surely he sh- and he's barely missed any time really mm-hmm. and a lot of the time he has missed it's like uh he, he got like a covid suspension he was suspended for skipping the all-star game. He didn't play the final game of a season because he had scored a hat trick to hit 50 the previous game. <laughs> like it's he's missed very little time with injuries. He's he's built uh he's a Jeep. Yeah. He's a Russian Jeep. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't think anything gets the team fired up more than that. Like imagine you're 
you know, you've just come to the Caps this season. You never play. You didn't play with the Stanley Cup winning team. You're on the third line and you see the best player on the team, the best player in franchise history, one of the best players in the NHL ever, probably the best pure goal scorer, go out and lay a hit like that. I owe like, would you not just be like, okay, I'm get me out on the ice immediately. I'm going to do the same thing. Leaders lead from the front, and Alexander Ovechkin is the standard. Like, mm-hmm. is it like the Washington Capitals hockey since 2005 has been based on nothing but adrenaline and vodka? Like, it's just <laughs> he's and it's it's they've been exciting. How many years have they missed the playoffs under Ovechkin? One, maybe. maybe? I don't even know if it's one. And they're always, they're never first round out. Like, I'm going to go Not check anymore. out. Well, I mean, okay. Like, they were at the, first, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say one you... one year they had Cristobal Huey. Oh, well, that's that's just setting yourself up for that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, because what I'm trying to do is look up their record here um, over the course of several seasons and see what exactly when they made the playoffs. So you guys keep going with this, but it's funny to read it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Since when, what, since Ovechkin was drafted, which was what? 2005. Oh, oh, three, Oh, four. He was drafted in 04, but then there was no season. So yeah, right. he was a rookie in 05. So 05, 06, no playoffs. 06, 07, no playoffs. 07, 08, first round exit. 09, 08, 09, second round exit. 9-10, first round exit. 10-11, uh, second round exit. 11-12, second round. 12-13, first round. 13-14, no playoffs. Wow. Second oh, round exit, second round exit, second round exit. Stanley Cup. First round exit, first round of the Islanders last year. Isn't that wow. unreal? Like the, the the first time they got over the hump, they got all the way over the hump. Mm-hmm. And that I think it was um, was it Bruce Boudreau? They had like a they were they were doing some sort of thing back when Boudreau was the coach, and he's like, you know, if we can just pull out Game Seven, we're going. I think we're going to the finals or something. And they could. They didn't. If I'm not mistaken, he's never won one. I think Bruce Boudreau. Boudreau I yeah. believe he's. Oh for eight, yeah. In game seven, like that's—I don't even know what to tell you about that. Right. I, I don't know what to tell you about that because everything else about his record suggests he's sterling. Like he's a very, very good NHL coach. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't make sense. It might just be one of those things. Right. Well, it just—I also want like if you're a Leaf fan and you are frustrated, as as many are. Um, like look at the first five years of the caps. They didn't make it to the second round for, you know, Ovechkin caps didn't make it to the second round until year six, something like that. And they didn't blow it up. They got Backstrom. They got Ovechkin. They got, uh, uh, they got a bunch of green. My green was great. Like Mm -hmm. they had a bunch of players that they had to kind of formulate and come together. It took a while. takes time. Just because no matter the way I look at it is like the Leafs need to go to the second round this year. That's what they need to do. They have to. Otherwise, there's going to be some sort of seismic shift. But they get to the second or third round this year. It's like it seems like you're on track. That's when yeah. I'm back on track. The, I I don't think I'm being dramatic saying if they lose to the Habs, it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, they they should beat the Oilers, and if or well, sorry, they should beat the Oilers or Jets. I keep talking about that series like it's done, which is unfair to the Jets who seem to always get the Leafs trouble. Um, but uh, they should beat whoever they play in the second round, should they make it there. And if they lose, I want to see how. And then I'll make my judgment based on that. 
Because if they finally went around and then suck <laughs> because they're fat and happy after winning one out of four friggin' rounds, then we can be upset. Sure. I really, uh, so I was looking, I did my whole little playoff tree and I was looking at all the scenarios and I, they really, they really do have the potential to do something special. It's not until the third round where I'm like, eh, I wouldn't really rank them as the favorite, but yeah. even a team that's not the favorite can win. It happens all the time in hockey. It's hockey. So that's why I want to hold you there because I do want to get to the Leafs a little bit later. Just, to, you know, um, just because I know that we, we did kind of jump off into that Sorry. because I brought it, it up. So that's my bad. It happens. Uh, but I did it because I want to make sure like, like, you know, people talk about the Matthews Marner era, which is what it's becoming. Um, you know, look at the Lemieux era. Doesn't even win the cup until Yager shows up, right? Barely right. makes the, I think they made the playoff once or twice in the, in the first five years Lemieux was playing. Lemieux, like second best player of all time, maybe in a lot of people's minds, first best player of all time. Um, it's a, it's a very, very, it's a weird sport that way. And I want to caution every Leaf fan out there and be like, listen, it takes a while. Anyway, Bruins caps. What a pleasure to watch. I believe their game is on tonight as well. So that's going to be fun game two. Now the all Florida matchup. Oh. Woo. Was that so not everything it was billed to be too? I feel like we slept on that series a little bit because I, for a long time now, I've been looking at the inevitable the so-called inevitable collision course between uh, Colorado and Vegas. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, that's not looking so good <laughs> on account of Minnesota uh, is up one nothing, and yeah. they're good. But we all knew that. Like, what what a consequential last game of the season for Colorado because they not only win the President's Trophy, but they get the Blues instead of the Wild. Right. Um, but uh, – way too focused on that potential second round series. We completely missed the one right in front of our eyes in the first round, Florida, Tampa. We, we, we were just like, Oh yeah, that's good. Focusing on the fact that it's the all Florida matchup, that game, that game. Like I saw someone tweet. That is the kind of game who gets, uh, that is the kind of game that gets people into hockey. You know what I mean? You can yeah. you can watch it and like and uh, Florida. I mean, it really the Panthers could use that. Tan well, the issue, Panthers the issue could is use in that. Tampa, right? It's 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 sunshine or sunrise. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it's Tony X on Twitter. I want to say the the first game he watched was Game Seven, Blues Blackhawks, and I want to yes. say it was the year the Blues finally beat them. Yes. Like what a great introductory game! If the first game you ever watch is the Lightning versus Panthers game one. Come on. And it's just like last year in that quintuple overtime against Columbus, Braden points the hero again. I got to ask you the question before we get into that. The Sam Bennett hit. What were yeah. your thoughts on that? That's a that's a suspension. Like, he got suspended one game. Uh, the NHL did that this afternoon. And, like, that's – I don't think you can argue that. The, the part where the, um, the place on the ice where he comes from, it's like it's almost at the blue line. And then yes. he, he makes the hit all the way in the corner. It's like mm -hmm. there's no real excuse for striding that far just to lay a body check. That's a – especially and I just right on the numbers. That's a suspension. Blake Coleman, I'm sure, sucks to play against. That's why Tampa likes him so much. But oh. I was sort of surprised that he targeted him in that oh way. Oh my no, Blake God. Coleman was on fire too. He scored the opening goal, I believe, yeah. and then he assisted on another one. He, had, he was having a really good game, and Sam Bennett just out of control. Yes. Sorry, that was that was the one thing that I missed 
I was. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Oh, no, so I had a laundry list of things to make sure I got to, and I and I missed that. I, so I just watched it for the first time. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Holy so, shit! That's no, that's a horrible hit. It's exactly yeah. the sort of hit you're trying to take out of the game. With that in mind, okay. With that in mind, yeah. Um, in the regular season, had he thrown that same hit, is that a one or a two thousand dollars suspension? <laughs> I was going to say three games, uh, at least. Yeah, at yeah. least. Like I don't, I don't know if Sam Bennett's got a record, um, but uh, I don't think Calgary played him enough for him to have a record. It's exactly. <laughs> I don't think they gave him consequential ice time in the way. I mean, look at the way the guys performed since he's been to Florida. Like I, now, if I'm a Panthers fan, I it kind of sucks that he's been their best player or one of, and now he's not going to be in the second game for a needless reason. Like really, he didn't need to do that. But what a performance. And people are like, oh, I bet you want to eat crow. I'm like, yeah, I'll eat all the crow. That is not the same. That's not the same Sam Bennett I saw in Calgary. That's a different right. animal. He right didn't there. want, I think we all know now that he didn't want to be there. Like he oh. did the he did the James Harden thing where you get fat and you don't want to play your game, so you get <laughs> traded. And and Sam Bennett didn't want to be in Calgary. And he made that very clear to the media and then to man well to management and then to media when it didn't work going through management. And then they shipped him off and he's like, okay, I'll start playing hard again because I'm on this really fun Florida team. And he's yeah. he's looked great. Yeah. And I mean, by the way, does anyone want to play in Calgary? Anyone? <laughs> Well, this is the Does anyone thing. want to be a flame right now? Right. This is this is the thing. Like, uh, you know, motiv- motivation's a funny thing. Not every not everything gets people motivated. Some people respond well to good cop, others bad cop. Um, I mean, the flames went through a variety of cops, um, and I think are uh, nearing the end of the Treliving era. I mean, I don't know how many bullets that guy's got left. Canadian GMs so hard to get fired. Good lord. <laughs> Look at the Canucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're having a hard-to-get-fired GM Olympics right now. It's a three-game series. We'll <laughs> see who pulls it off between the Canucks and the Flames. Um, but uh, he's – no, there's no mistake in here. And we talked about it uh, before, Joel Quinville. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. wouldn't be shocked, you know? Like, I completely yeah. forgot about that until, like, the game. I was like, oh, yeah, Quentinville's there. I hey, forget about it every local. time we talk about the Panthers. Yeah. He's their local. He is the Panther. Sorry. He is the Panther. But, <laughs> like, that's how good he was, and that's how good the, like, I guess you can call them dynasty, sort of. Mm-hmm. That's how good the first half of the 2010s Blackhawks were, that I still, I think it's, like, two years removed, I still associate Joel Quenville with them. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. that good. He's that good. I I also want to say there was you know, when we started this show, and this again this is a long time ago, but there was the we did have conversations with people that came on the show, guests and stuff in our original days that um, that would talk about well, how much effect does a coach really have? Firing a coach, hiring a coach. I think we've seen um, that it may not be every coach that is that consequential to a team's win and loss column, but guys like Barry Trotz guys like uh, Joel Quinville. I mean, you look at from a Leafs fan perspective, look at the change in the team since Sheldon Keefe took over. Sometimes it's not that they're a bad coach. Cause I think Mike Babcock for his blemishes and the things that he did wrong came in and changed the culture here, him and Lou. There's no question generally. And that started with Brendan Shanahan. Like there's no, question that Mike Babcock did have positive effects on this team but he outgrew his time and when the team and the player or team and the players and the coach are not the fit like Torts in uh, Tortorella in Vancouver 
doesn't work. But you look at John Tortorella in Columbus, he's been squeezing blood from a stone for how long? And only now has it kind of fallen off? Uh, there are guys in this, uh, certain coaches in this game that really do make a big difference. I would, uh, as much as I hated, I, I'm coming around on George, John Tortorella as well on that one. And I think Joel Quinville has changed the way the Florida Pan- Pan- uh, Panthers play. They're, they're, I mean, really, what are they this year that's that much different than they, what they were last year, other than they traded Vinny Trocek to the, to the Canes? Well, they've also done a really good job in the salary cap era of identifying cheap players to fill out the rest of their lineup, right? And there's no weak spots, really. Dude, Mason Marchment. um, There's some debate there. I think we need to give Dennis Mulligan like an opportunity to make an argument here because like he was in Europe. would have been Dennis Mulligan. He would never have played. He's The the, the Leafs are too deep. uh, He might have. He might have gotten the lineup. Like he's a likable player. He's a, he's, I, I think a Toronto player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plays that sort of, oh, reminds me of 93. Like he plays that sort of game uh, that people really enjoy. Uh, Carter Verhage. That's who, who I was about to bring up. This, that's oh. a st- that's the guy who won a Stanley Cup with the team they're facing right now. You know, last year he they bring him over for a million dollars, and now Carter Verhey is a top six forward. Pat Maroon for nine twenty five on Tampa. <laughs> uh, well, on Tampa, yeah. Um, uh, I just had the name and I lost Anthony Duclair. Yeah, yeah. There's is, another cheap deal. He's not making league men, but like he's making far less than a guy who had the season that he had last season should be making. Or even them just holding onto their stars, Huberdor and Barkov, and paying them each $5.9 million when they're clearly uh, like nearing $10 million guys, and yep. then just waiting it out until everything is coming together, which is right now. And I'd, then you have I'd give, these guys on $5 million deals. I'd give Barkov $10 million and not even think about it. Right. I'd give not him 12 think about it. I'd, In today's market? <laughs> dude, he, I know amazing. what you mean. If he were a UFA... Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If, He's making if San Jose if San Jose was offering Tavares 13 million two and a half, three years ago, Barkov's worth that. He is. Yeah, no, you're I mean, not. He is. It's just it's just the Panini screwed everything up. Let me yeah. throw this at you. Um, throw Anthony, it. whip it. Anthony Duclair, who apparently turned down long-term money from the Ottawa Senators, you know, bets on himself, goes to Florida. I remember we were discussing this, you know, in the fall, going like I don't know. Like, this is a bit of a toss up. You've got a long term deal on that. So he goes, he represents himself, signs his own deal with Florida, shoots less than his career average in, in terms of shooting percentage. So, three points below what he normally would shoot. He's usually a 12% shooter. He's shooting 9.6 this year, and he has 32 points in 43 games. And that's shooting less than he would have. And injuries, like too. And yeah. I mean, and well, he yeah. Was on, he was on pace for his uh, best career season in points. If it was a full 82 games, it will. If he had played a full 82, that's it's incredible. A, yeah. It's a, it's a season where they needed to find bargains. And I mean, we just named three, mm-hmm. you know, Mason Marchment was not marvelous, but for league men, I mean, for, for him to even play minutes on your top line as a fill in is good. Um, Verhage, I, I mean, is pretty self-explanatory and Anthony Duclair and, and what'd you pay for them? It's like less than three million bucks combined, something like that, mm-hmm. or about three million bucks. Come on, that's yeah, that's we, extremely good. And then we don't even bring up guys like Gusev, who's been oh, great this yeah. year. Yeah, they didn't even start the, and they got him for free. 
Right. They didn't even have to trade for. I keep forgetting he's on the Panthers. The the Panthers are full of guys I keep forgetting are on the Panthers. Steve, how, did, how did Goose end up there? What was the story there again? The Devils bought him out. Wow. I wonder Devils why. bought him out because, he, well, and to be fair, he was doing. That had to be a money thing with the Devils because, yes, he was doing nothing. But, like, you moved heaven and earth to get him. He was good last season. Mm-hmm. And at the first sign of trouble, you're like, actually, never mind. Goodbye. Right. The problem was he was making too much money. It was 4.5 with the Devils. And they were like, okay, we're not going to pay you 4.5 to put up 10 points this year. Or he had five points in 20 games, so even less. But so then he like, had Let's- five in 11 with the Panthers. Yeah, and they said, let's cut bait. And then the Panthers bring him over, and he's like, all right, I'm decent again. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, looking at his numbers, I guess he wasn't even in game one. Mm-hmm. So, but, but like, to have Nikita yeah. Gusev, who had 44 points last season, just, oh, just in your back pocket. Yeah, those are extra sure. skaters. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty well, good, right? So, so, Tampa wins it in overtime. I think three of the four games thus far have gone to overtime. Regular. Uh, oh, that Tampa one's the game, regular one. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was the regular one. Okay. HockeyDB oh, um, doesn't have their playoff stats updated, so maybe he the, was playing. The one Sorry. thing that, that people were tweeting about a lot, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on this, are you upset with the handling of Nikita Kucherov and his appearance in game one? There's no doubt that he was ready for like three weeks now. At, at least, like, yeah. He, he's unbelievable, scores two goals. He was didn't miss a beat. Like, he's been ready to play, and they've just been holding him back. And there should be, there should be um, a fine associated with that, I think. Because you can't purposely hold players back who are healthy. Uh, I look at it as I, I don't really think Tampa did anything wrong when everybody is committing shenanigans. Um, capfriendly.com is it, right now it's on, it's on playoff mode. So I'm not really sure how to look up what I want to look up right now, but I want to look up how many teams. So the cap is 81.5. Mm-hmm. I want to look up how many teams spent above 85. So like you spend between 81.5 and 85. I think you're using LTIR roughly the way it should be. Mm-hmm. But if you're spending like 90, there's, I think there's a few teams spending like a hundred million dollars. I know I that think the Leafs have done one. that. The Leafs have done that in the past. Yes, and it's to me, it's not Tampa doing something illegal. It's a system that makes no sense. Right. The system is there to prevent teams from spending too much money because it puts the league in financial peril, mm-hmm. and it's failing. So it's here's failing. here's what I would ask you. Uh, is the counter argument not that, that it's working pretty well because a small market team like Tampa is able to spend that much money and hold the heart winner from 2019 out of the lineup for the entire season. Well, and, and be fine. So fine. it's funny. The pandemic. There, there was an argument that, Oh, really? They're going to hold their heart winner out. And that's a great strategy for them. It okay. Is. They're galaxy brain. It literally and, is. Yeah, no, but then strategy. you remember they won an entire Stanley cup with one period of Steven Stamkos. Yeah. Who scored by the way, that one period who scored. Yeah. That's right. And probably right. shouldn't have played because he was very injured, but he scored, yeah. <laughs> but he scored, but he the, scored. the second, the second he scored, I'm like, well, cause that was game three. And I'm like, well, they won the cup. Yeah. They won the the first team to ever win the cup in Game Three. My only thing is, I don't I don't know how you enforce it when all the reporting from their own team is on the level. 
Like they can, they can just be like, no, he's injured. He's got to stay out. And then all of a sudden he's healthy again. Like, so there's no way to prove that they're lying, quote unquote, because it's Steve, all their own reporting. Jesse, to that point, Steve always says if with NHL players, you could make up a reason. 100%. There's always a reason they shouldn't play. Exactly. Um, well, he was most definitely of the time they're up. hurt. And he wouldn't be as rusty as he usually uh, would be. Like his last game was late September and the playoffs are beginning in May. It's nine months, long time. You know, yeah, but it would usually be like June and then like he, he might have, who knows, he might have had enough time to come back. So I'm looking here. I, I got cap friendly open. I figured it out. So 81.5 again is the salary cap. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, I think half, maybe more than half the league one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 13, 14, 15. Almost half the league spent more than that. So who's egregious? The Wilds are just underneath with 80.8. Bruins are just underneath with 81.1. Then we get the Montreal Canadiens, 82.2. This is this is his final cap hit. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know actual money. Money. I'm sure Cap Friendly would help us out with that if we asked. Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll send him a text after. But yeah, uh, the Lightning, let's just skip to the top. 98.8. That's how much cap they used this year. 98. Get out of here. LTAR used 17.3. So what's amazing about that is Kucherov's only a little more than half of that. So they would mm-hmm. still be... Uh, like second or third in LTAR used without 9.5 million from Nikita Kucherov. Come on. Now, this is when this is when I look at people and I go, so you don't think my luxury tax idea is a good idea. Anything that's they're doing not it. this is a good they're idea. Because they're, yeah, they're it's, literally, it's already... <laughs> they're not abiding by the rules. So my so. suggestion is let them spend a little bit more. Yeah. Let them spend a little bit more and make them pay an egregious penalty for it, and then support the small market teams who then can spend more. It's crazy. I don't understand it, but, you know, whatever. So the, the thing I want to say is, if this is how it's structured, like in an 82-game season, there is absolutely no way this happens. It's only no. because it's shortened. It's only because Kucherov's injury was pretty bad that this actually happened. I, you know, I know people are extrapolating going, well, this is, this is part of a larger problem. How many superstars do you really see being held out by their teams because they wanted to re-sign Eric Cernak as important as he is? Like, honestly, I don't think that anybody's going, oh, well, you know what? The Edmonton Oilers, they may hold out Leon Dreisaitl next year because they need a goalie. Like that's not going to (laughs) happen. That's not going to happen in an 82 game series season. And, and, and if that is the way the rules are structured, Tampa took advantage of that. You do anything you can to win. So I, I laugh. I laugh when I when I see people go like, "Well, this is this is outrageous. This is ridiculous, and this is happening so much. It's not happening that much. Big players like that are not going to be sitting on the sidelines for an entire season. This is not going to be a regular thing. And by the way, those players. Do you think Kucherov wanted to sit out that long? I'm sure they said to him, "Listen, Nikita, this is going to kind of suck. But you know, if your if your timeline is early May, then we're going to hold you out an extra couple of weeks." That's a that's an agreeable situation, but if you say Nikita, listen, uh, it's October and your start date is mid January, we're going to hold you out till the end of March. Right, not going to happen. Well, 
like how many players on your favorite team? I was going to say the Leafs, but let's include everyone. How many players on your favorite team do you think are heading into the playoffs right now at a hundred percent? I'm willing to bet it's it, at least less than half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's at least less than half of your roster. So Riley Nash is going to play his first game as a Leaf, and he's just he's just great. He's fine. He's a hundred p. Hundo P. And Freddie Anderson and Zach Hyman and Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher and Shea Weber, who I don't even think is practicing, and like who are all expected to at least dress for game one. You know? So uh I don't hold this against the lightning. Um I mean, if they've done if they've done something that they cannot do, Jesse, I a hundred percent agree with finding them. Uh-huh. I don't think they did. Can I can I throw they, something at you guys? They can't. They can do it because there's the situation in place allows for cap circumvention. Like it's a it's a thing in the in the in the collective bargaining agreement where you can do these things. So yeah, right. they it, didn't do anything it's, wrong. It's not in the, the spirit of it, but if we followed the spirit of it, the game would be a lot more boring. Right, but they it got a suck. free nine point five million dollars on their salary cap for the entire season because they held out a player longer than he should have been out. Nikita right. Kudrov had hip surgery in uh, the fall. He would have been ready to play this season if they just didn't care about the cap space. And with that in mind, Vladimir Tarasenko will dress for Game One for the St. Louis Blues, just announced ten minutes ago who are number two in LTIR used at 8.6. How much does Tarasenko make? It's like 10 million a year or something like, or 8 million? Oh, he's on a nice deal. I want to say 7.5. Oh, is that it? Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that it? Uh, and the aisles are, oh dear. Oh heavens. The aisles are third at 6.9. Of nice. course they are. Cause, cause Lou's running them. Of course. No. And then uh, the next few teams, you look at them and you go, ah, oh, of course, all the playoff teams. <laughs> the next teams in order are the Canucks, the Blackhawks, and the Ducks. <laughs> so, like, I look at that and I'm like, okay, so those are just teams that needed it. Mm-hmm. Well, the Blackhawks are because of uh, Taves. Right. right? Ah. The 10-man yeah. Taves that sat there all season. Is that what he counts as, as LTIR? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. He's, the, I find it so odd that we just didn't. Oh, yeah, he is on LTIR according yeah, and to like Seabrook shit. was out, right? Uh, t- oh my god, Seabrook's Taves is six. on LTIR, Seabrook, Shaw, Zach Smith. That's uh, a little different circumstance, yeah. <laughs> Alex Nylander. Oh, yeah, it's all different, but Zach Smith 3.25, Shaw 3.9, Seabrook 6.875, Taves 10.5. Mm-hmm. Oof, Mato. <laughs> And uh, also added onto the Tampa situation, they have Marion Gabrick still on uh, their LTIR just to get them to the LTR floor. <laughs> Marion Gabrick on what team? Tampa. You're lying. He's still he's he's a salary cap hit on their LTIR to get them. You know how it's like if you push if you push the limits of the LTIR, then it starts adding to your cap space yeah. or whatever it is. That funny thing. So they have him there at, at, at I think it's like four point five salary to happen? push the LTIR to get him a little more, and then you add on Kucherov. So there's there's a lot of shenanigans going on here, and what the NHL needs to happened? fix this salary cap situation. And I'm looking Adam, I right love now. your luxury tax idea. It's a lot better than this goofy thing that everybody's lying about. Yeah, nobody's spending over, except they all are. Except all of them. Like, and a every- lot of them are small market teams. Hey, what do we name in there? How many of those? Tampa, Anaheim. What else do we have in there? Oh, Chicago's big market. No, yeah. So, Steve, look at the... Let's go yeah, through the sorry, top 15. Sorry, sorry. 
Oh, sorry. I was looking up how the frig they got <laughs> Gabrick. Uh, Gabrick. Yeah. Where was I? Was I asleep? Where? Uh... Okay. Top LTIR used. Tampa number one. St. Louis number two. Islanders number three. I think Adam might have a Small point. market. Uh, Canucks, yeah, not really. Uh, Blackhawks, definitely not. Anaheim, yes. Yes. Edmonton, yes. Washington, no, not really. Dallas, Winnipeg. Dallas. Toronto, Winnipeg, the smallest market, of them all. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like, like – I mean, look at what the Leafs did. They were calling up guys and sending them down, and Hyman – at the end of the season, there were three guys who could not play – or two or three guys who could not play because the Leafs literally couldn't afford it. Sandine is a Leaf, and they made mm-hmm. him a taxi squad guy because they couldn't afford it. So everyone's yeah. exploiting the system. It's just the system. You want to make the Tampa Bay good. situation fair? Tax them. Tax them on yeah. holding Kucherov out. Tax yeah. them. Do it. They won't you do it. A little, you want a little more evidence that this whole thing's rigged? So <laughs> Gabbert comes, <laughs> <Gabbert laughs> comes over on... Uh, uh, December twenty seventh in the in the deal for um, Braden Coburn to the Senators Cedric uh, Paquette and a second round pick and then Tampa got Gabrick and Nielsen and then four days before that they had announced that Kucherov is going to miss the season so wow. they they know they're going to throw Kucherov there for the season they go out and they acquire Gabrick's LTIR and the rest is history. It's not even on NHLTradeTracker.com like. It's the Ottawa it's not? Tampa deal on December 27th, 2020. Man, that's why we missed it. It was December 27th. Yeah. <laughs> so fully in Christmas mode. Wow. Shenanigans. And like, but like it did come with risk. They put Tyler Johnson on waivers, I think twice mm-hmm. and just no one could afford him. So, and that's a calculated risk. You go, okay, we're going to do this. We're pretty confident. We're not going to lose the player for nothing. Well, actually, didn't they want to? <laughs> I yeah, I think they, they I think they actually might have wanted to in that particular because then they could have avoided this situation. They and what what's funny though, so again, number two is the blues at eight point six. So if if the lightning just went eh and wipe five million bucks away from that, there's still like four million bucks more than the blues. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just they just um listen, uh Brandon Pridham. And the Leafs and their little abacus crew, they they do a good job. But uh, boy, this is a masterclass oh, yeah. from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's possible, A, because of the shenanigans and finagling. <laughs> I like that <laughs> word. Names. Shenanigans finagling. and finagling. What is that? Fin- finagling. Shenanigans and finagling, which is finagling the title is of this episode. Word. That's a dirty word. Finagling? Like yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I think the title of this episode should be three episodes per week. <laughs> oh, there you go. So put the you know put the bow on it. But um, anyway, I think I have the ultimate question. Okay, if this was the Leafs, would more people be upset? Yeah, hundred percent, thousand percent. All right, a million. But again, million. it's a small market team doing it. This is what Gary Bedman wanted: small market teams to be able to pay big market money. Yeah. Well, and working like, people, people just okay. Everyone looked at the Hosa thing. Mm-hmm. And there was enough plausible deniability, and everyone just went, "All right, I'm cool with people cheating." <laughs> like, okay, even if they're not cheating, I'm just fine with it. Mm-hmm. Who's who's innocent? Who everyone. in the NHL can you go? Ah, there's nothing amiss here. If everyone's cheating, then everyone's innocent. Yeah, 
Yes, exactly. Well, what is it? This might be a bit of a reach. Give Ben Johnson his gold back. Yeah, because the entire race was cheating. But uh, the the um, with regards to that, what is it that they say about law and society? I'm going to get this wrong, but it's something like if if the if the majority of society can't follow the law, then you got to change the law because it's it's not going to it's not going to work with human beings. If the majority of the teams, and we're just under majority of the teams, cannot stick to the salary cap then maybe change the way it's done. Make it simple. We don't have to make this that hard. It's not a hard thing. This is easy. Like really, you don't have to galaxy brain a salary cap. It's super easy. You can spend this much money. And if you include a luxury tax for every dollar you spend, you have to pay $2 to the league who will then dispense it to smaller market teams or money losing teams. There you go. I mean, if the NHL is happy with what they're getting, yeah, just leave it. Hey, you know what? Maybe take the extra money, start a women's league. I don't know. Pay them fairly. Weird. It's just this crazy fucking idea. I don't know. Adam, like I, just, interesting. I just, just like Jesus. That's I like crazy. It. I, I know. I think we're not spending enough time ridiculing the Columbus Blue Jackets, who use ten thousand dollars of LTIR, and I think that's shameful. <laughs> so I just love those little piddly things where I'm like, how did you even? If I was cap friendly, I wouldn't have even got out of bed to put that on my website. Uh, they're committed to um, to being exact, excellent, unlike us. Now let's get into the Knights and the Wild tight game, and Mark Andre Fleury for a guy that was stabbed literally in the back by his head coach with a gigantic sword last. Not play- literally. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> Peter DeBoer took a two-handed sword, which is straight out of Braveheart, like the Scottish sword, which is so big you can't even carry a shield. And he stabbed him right in the back while he was playing and trying to make a save. It's bad. But anyway, it seems like they've healed things. Marc-Andre Fleury's back in and playing great. Like, what a game. What a game. And and it's unfortunate. Like, I I don't want to say it's unfortunate that the Wild won because it's fun that they're exciting because they've never been exciting. But this is like, you know, like uh, Marc-Andre Fleury sort of deserved that, did he not? Yeah, sorry. You just the Braveheart thing. It was. Me. You saw the size of the sword. Alan Walsh tweeted it out. Right. I you am flower. Flower seven feet tall. I. And if he were here, <laughs> it slew the wild <laughs> with the fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his eyes. <laughs> I just love that friggin' scene. Sorry. Um, and I can't do a Scottish accent. I didn't even attempt it. The coolest Marc-Andre Fleury stat I saw over the weekend that everyone was posting was that he, uh, he's he been in 15 straight playoffs. How is that which even is, possible? Which is insane. He's the first goaltender ever to appear in 15 straight playoff series. So that's and- incredible. You know what's just as incredible, Jesse, is that he spent at least half of it with the reputation of being a bad playoff goalie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, he can't play in the playoffs. He did it 15 straight times. Here's, here's how many consecutive years he's been in the playoffs. You can't even really look at his save percentage and go, oh, he was good this year, he was good, at, uh, or he was bad this year, or whatever, because he's made enough consecutive playoffs that it goes across eras. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, oh God, what a goalie. And it, like, <laughs> I re- I vividly remember him screwing up that World Junior Gold medal game because mm-hmm. someone told me in the middle of gym class in high school and like the next year he made his Penguins debut and this dude is still playing 
sporting a 967 save percentage in the playoffs and a 928 in the regular season. Get out of here. Have you seen any of the any of the stats guys models about like um I want to say it was Jay Fresh. I'm not Tell sure. Tell us what we're missing. So yeah, it's please. basically basically uh goals saved above expected mm-hmm. over his career and he was like doing pretty well for a while and then it like went through the earth's crust like he could not stop a beach ball and now as he gets older it's just getting better and better and better Goals take, don't make sense i want to take a quick break steve what's the code word uh chrysalis <laughs> no, you know the cover. You texted it back to me. Oh, no. sorry. No, I no. think it should be chrysalis. No, no it's no, not. No, if you chrysalis. comment chrysalis, it's I'm going to select you as the it's, winner. It's not. I am, I am, circum- I am cap circumventing this oh. contest. Steve has ruined it. It is now chrysalis. <laughs> we had a better code word. And Steve, and Steve's like, this is what it's going to be. Because I texted him the idea. He's like, here it is. And then and that was 40 minutes ago. And Steve has forgotten. <laughs> Jesus. If it was 11 years ago, I'd remember it. Okay, so look up how to spell it, because I don't know how to spell it. Uh, Good luck. Hope you get... Remember, it's on the SDP and uh, Instagram account. Right, Mm. Steve? No. At at the Steve Dangle Podcast. At the Steve Dangle Podcast. At T-SDP. Actually, is it? I think it's just Steve Dangle Podcast. Yeah, yeah. At Steve Dangle Podcast on Instagram. There it is. Okay. So Adam goes, what's the longest hockey player name you can think of? Mm -hmm. And so I told him. And that was going to be the password. Oh, maybe that'll be the password next time. <laughs> For those of you wondering, it's Vadim Krasnoslobatsev. <laughs> Is that that's a thing? Yes. I forget who he plays for. Let me look. Holy shit, I spelled it right on the first try. No, I did not. Nope, not mm-hmm. even close. Okay. He has not played since 1718, where he played for... He's Vadim Krasnoslobatsev, who played for Nizhny Novgorod Torpeda. All right, so there you go. tomorrow sure. morning, I'm going to post at Steve Dangle Podcast on Instagram uh, our contest, and you have to go comment Chrysalis, and then also comment how Steve ruined the contest. So, <laughs> like, hashtag uh, Steve ruined it. Hashtag Steve that hashtag has got to be included. So, hashtag Steve ruined it. Hashtag Chrysalis. <laughs> hashtag Steve ruined it. There you go. And this is important. In case there's more than one spelling, we're looking for the StarCraft spelling of Chrysalis. Okay, done. I don't know what that is. Well, Jesse, perhaps you should look it up if you want to win the contest. <laughs> How about that? Okay. I know so Kerrigan. Car- well, Car- of course, because of the office. That's the office. Yeah, Dwight dressed up as Kerrigan, I think, or something. He did. Sarah Kerrigan. Infested yes. Kerrigan, though, not Sarah Kerrigan. Like the Kerrigan that's. Oh, like- not not Taryn Sarah Kerrigan. She dressed. Yeah. Uh, he Zerg. dressed the, the Queen of Blades. Yes. Yes, 100%. Yes. Um, now, Isles and Pens also go to overtime. Um, and, I mean, first off, got to say, I was a little happy to see Cappy kind of tie it up in the no. third period. No, we are not happy for everything's clapping in. We could be happy for Cheeks clapping in. <laughs> I Why mean, can't we be happy for him? Most people are, but like he, uh, man, everything about that guy should be an elite hockey player, and he does show up in big moments. But uh, I don't know what's more big momenty than equaling your 17 game goal output in one playoff game, <laughs> Kyle Palmieri. After the Islanders move heaven and earth to, to bring him there, two goals, two assists through 17 games. 
gets two goals, including the OT winner in game one, which is the, and I mean, this is a compliment, the most New York Islanders thing I've ever heard of. Mm -hmm. I told you guys like the penguins look great. They should win this series. They should make a ton of noise in the playoffs, but it's the Islanders. Is it? They're a playoff hardened team. They play boa constrictor hockey. And I mean, they got to bring out the best in their opponents. If you're going to have a chance, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? The Crosby one hand tip. Get out of here, you that was, that was awesome. I and I like think that it's a game was a Sidney Crosby appreciation game. Yes. It's like yes. all the amazing stuff he was doing. The problem though is that if, if Genny Malkin, if he's not there, like you know, I know that uh I know that he's hurt, whatever, but I, I think that's a different game. No, like, I, I just think, think they, they have enough. They were they were dominant. If their if their power play scores on any of those, I don't think it's close. Or if like the Sidney Crosby tip goes in, like mm. I thought they were dominating that game. Tristan Jari we'll allowed see. at least two goals he shouldn't have. Yeah. And, like, listen, uh, see, see, the Islanders are an elite defensive team, top three in the league, and they were last year as well. Mm -hmm. But if you provide goaltending against them, they're in trouble. If goals that shouldn't go in start going in, they will beat you. Mm -hmm. Right, so this is this is Tristan Jari's series to decide, and that is as a compliment to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's also a compliment and criticism of the Islanders at the same time. You, sh the the Pittsburgh Penguins, the way they're built, should beat them, should beat them, but the Islanders, they man, they pull out that secret sauce. You gotta you gotta be able to stop those shots. I mean, the Paul Mary one in overtime, that's a snipe. That's a really good shot. Uh, I can't remember if it was the first or second against Jari where I was like, oof, buddy. <laughs> it's some, uh, some like Michael Hutchinson got a shutout against these guys. The guy on the broadcast, I forget who was comment, who was the color guy, but he was saying it was um, between his ears, like Jari. It wasn't mm -hmm. really um, anything apparent in, in his game or his form. It was just kind of his head's not in the right space right now, but I don't know. You can't stop pucks. <sighs> I mean, well, he didn't have an, an, an amazing season by the by the whole season numbers i know he was bad to start and then improved um i mean hopefully hopefully he's able to get over that man it's uh it went from 0 to 100 really quickly for this kid you know and when i spoke to him in st louis at the all star game you could tell there was an air of what the frick am i doing here really at the all star game dude he played he played 47 american hockey league games the season before going to the all star game because he had a 921 in 33 games and uh, and so he get, he gets to go to st louis and then there's the controversy with matt murray and all of a sudden he's there he's the starting goalie mhm mm but i mean matt murray took that spot in much the same way right yeah so you don't want to see this as a trend. And like I what what was amazing to me is you know that interesting carousel with the penguins and you know the you got to move on from the old guy and the new kids here and then there's another new kid behind the new kid and another new kid behind the new kid. It's quite a run they've had the mm -hmm. three of those. And the best one's the old guy. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> the best Which one I right never would have called. <laughs> never would have called. I don't think any Penguins fan would have called that. Mm -hmm. Don't lie to me. 
Don't lie to me. You would you would not have during the 2017 run, you absolutely would not have called Flurry being the best out of Flurry, Murray, and Jari. No shot. Nope. And he's by he's miles away the best. Isn't it funny that the, the Penguins had to trade a first round pick to the Knights to second. make him second to make them take Flurry? This is the dumbest deals. And and like we were all like, well, that's a great idea. I mean, they got to keep Matt Murray. And like, you know, imagine, I mean, not that nothing against Tristan Jari, but imagine where they'd be where with Marc Andre Fleury. Right? Well, it's tough. Like last year I was like, he's cooked. He's done. He's not. And the other sorry, the the other amazing thing about the uh, whole Fleury thing is you could go, yeah, well, it's Vegas though. Look at the saves he's making. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are uh yeah, I mean goals, come on. as long as we're talking about goals saved above expected. Um you look at the saves he makes and you go that's a goal. Yep. <laughs> that's a goal and that's a goal and he makes them. He makes them. Like you the whole you sometimes you need a save argument. You know, I uh I never hear anyone saying that about Vegas. Mm-mm. But yeah, you put in a goalie who's not making saves like friggin' Marc-Andre Fleury is. I wonder if you're saying the exact same thing about this supposed juggernaut. By the way, I need to correct my predictions, Jesse. You told me that I have to make new predictions for that division, so my picks to come out are Vegas and Colorado. Awesome. Because they yeah, were... you, you picked two teams who are playing each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm taking Vegas and Colorado because awesome. I always kind of take Vegas. And the Leafs screwed up my, uh, my uh, Sportsnet bracket. Why? They haven't even played yet. No, I know. When they lost their last game of the season, though, the, that caused the Penguins to leapfrog them in the standings. Oh. And you which, reseed in round three. And yes. So my the final four teams I had were Colorado, who finished first, Carolina, who finished third, the Leafs, who were fifth, but then dropped to sixth, and the Islander, uh, the Islander, the Penguins, who were sixth and then went to fifth. So my third round is now Colorado, Toronto. Fight me, producer Drew, and Carolina versus uh, Pittsburgh. I still have the same result. Right. I have the same Stanley Cup final, right. which is Carolina, um, Colorado. And the other thing about going with the young upstart goalie in the Penguin situations is if you just keep doing that every time, then you, then you save money on the salary cap. Then you don't have to pay the proven guy. Like if you pick Matt Murray over Flurry, then you pay Murray a little less than the the guy who's proven it. If you pay, if you go with Jari over Murray, then you get to pay Jari, the league man, and and so on and so on. So I think they'll just keep going with the young guy and trying to get more guys around Crosby until his time runs out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are talking about one game. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, hey, listen, would it be the first game of the playoffs if we didn't overanalyze it? (laughs) No. We could throw out the whole we're talking about one game thing here. Okay. Every game freaking matters. It's the playoffs and we will overanalyze it to death if we need to. Okay. All right. All right. Had enough of this. Enough of this. Um, Now, the playoff series that everybody cares the most about that is on everybody's list that was can't miss hockey canucks flames i knew it six five in overtime i have to give the canucks credit though and you should give me credit for even bothering to find this out the the canucks came back from five one tied it up flames win it in overtime that still is pretty good right i uh, i refused to give a shit about the game i didn't even know that yeah. cool Cool, good. I okay, mean, guess, guess you and Jesse, guess who, who scored the overtime winner? Just guess. For no reason. Horvat. Well, no, Flames won. Flames but. won. Oh. 
So it wasn't Bo Horvat. Oh, sorry, sorry. Horvat on his own net. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, Lucic. Ah, other L. Lindholm. Ah. Hey, there you go. For no reason at all. So wait, um, the Flames came back. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, the Canucks, the came, Canucks back, came back, tied it. Lost. It went to overtime. Flames win. Oh, sorry. I thought that was a mandatory loss because the no. Leafs and Sens. No, you see. no the, with the Leafs, it is. Um, the uh, can they can they move up and down in the standings? Oh, that's a good question. That's a great like, question. Is there is like, there literally a point to out. play in the games? Because <laughs> if they can't even move in the standings, then well, and it's early. It's so funny. I was thinking about it the other day, Jesse. On that point. Chris was talking about on the last show, Chris Johnson, which by the way, you need to hear, you need to watch that show. Um, He was saying, well, we need to fulfill these things to sponsors. Oh, what's any sponsor getting out of those games? Like, what are you getting? Who's watching them? So So, they they can hop up and down the league overall standings. Okay. So they could catch Ottawa. No, but in the, uh, the like the list of 31 teams, they could leapfrog like San Jose and LA and Ottawa and and yeah. And really, who wants to win this game? If you got the high draft pick out of this, Calgary and Vancouver are not playing in the playoffs. They want the high draft pick. Who wants to win this? Nobody wants to win this. Neither group of players gives a shit about that. Neither group of players gives a shit. Vancouver especially should. Uh, they need they to don't. surround. I was, they need to surround Pedersen with younger stars, man. They need I, I do. I got to say, though, I think it was Justin Bourne who was like, who is throwing a hit? And then I, I see the highlights and I'm like, holy shit, they're hitting. They're fighting. I mean, so I do. I got to give the players credit for playing these piece of shit games. They're piece of shit games, but they're not treating them that way. They're trying. They're giving a, a damn. They're actually because they're competitive. They're in, even a bad day in the National Hockey League is still a day in the National Hockey League if you're a professional hockey player. So. You know, we're all expecting shinny because we're thinking like us. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking like a professional athlete, which is irrational. It's just a league full of irrational people. Like we, we, I mean, that's how you get there, I guess. Like that's why we watch them. That's why we watch them. No one's watching me play sports. Mm-hmm. No, one, I would watch what, you play sports. Steve. I would. I would. Yeah, but you watch snakes on a plane. Like that, that's that's what? Uh, that's that's what I'm like. It's snakes on a plane, not for. I've never Gump. seen that movie. You've never seen snakes on a plane? No, it's, that's like a 20 year old movie. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Is it 20? No, I don't know. It's old. <laughs> looking it up. <laughs> I've watched you play sports, Steve. I've watched you shoot pucks on David Ayers just in my living room for fun. Uh, 2006. It is 15 years old. There you go. It's 17 year or it's 16 years old, man. It's 2021. Yeah. Well, good gosh darn. I did not know that. Close to 20 years. Holy smokes. How um, many tickets do you think we could sell to watch Steve play sports? Well, I think we could do pretty None. well, especially if there was a charitable angle. Yeah, we could well, sell. Yeah, we would have to. Or Coca-Cola Coliseum. But no. that's cheating, though. That's cheating. Like, there's no charitable angle to. The Canucks flames like it, it's very nakedly. No, you are filling the pockets of two already very rich families as well as all their millionaire employees. Adam, who is the richest family in Canada? Like Thompson's, I believe. They the Thompson's? Own the okay, so if we said we're going to put Steve in Coca-Cola policy and we're going to give him uh, uh, an archery bow and a target 
and he's going to play archery for half an hour and we're going to mm-hmm. sell tickets and all the revenue generated is going to go to the Thompson family. Do you think we could sell like a couple hundred tickets? <laughs> Why would it go to the Thompson family? Because it's just a money grab. Oh, it's supposed just, to go to the richest yeah, it's family. Supposed to, we're just doing it mm. for the money and give it to the more rich people. I mean, I mean, we could, or we could give it to uh, number three in line, Galen Weston and family owner of oh. Loblaw. Yeah, it all could, goes to Galen. Yeah, and we could try to bump them up to pass the Thompson family at number one. Take yeah, from a bronze to a gold, Galen. <laughs> and we'll give out like $10 Loblaws gift cards. So it mm. feels like you're getting something for your ticket. Right. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just looking at the top, uh, the top richest families in the world. Uh, the rich, sorry, richest family in Canada. Yeah. So the Thompson family are worth $41.14 billion. That's gone up wow. 5.2% um, in the last, or in, in the last five years. Joseph Tsai. Taiwanese, Hong Kong, Canadian billionaire businessman, founder of Alibaba. Uh, that makes sense. It's a technology. That's it's an e-commerce company. They've gone up seventy-three percent in the last five years. So most of his fourteen billions has come recently. So this guy, like when we started this show, was just a millionaire. What a loser! Am I right? Who's, who's the richest person in Oshawa? Let's see if I can find one. If there's anybody in Oshawa. Might be you. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, oh, Steve. Nobody makes their residence in Oshawa to no one's surprise. Yeah. But richest hey. person in Oshawa. Let's see Man, what Google Oshawa's says. Oshawa's coming who's back. Fa- who's the most famous person from Oshawa? Um, from Oshawa? That's yeah. Very... So <laughs> uh, there's so many people who are from Durham region that are like. Li- listed as Whitby, but I don't know if they're actually Whitby. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny. That is true. That's yeah. very true. Um, okay. So you know what? Let's move on to the last little bit here. Obviously, um, <laughs> let's abandon of, that. I agree. A it's little probably bit probably Sean Avery or Daniel Caesar. The art could be that Daniel Caesar for sure. Probably Sean Sean Avery's Avery. from Oshawa. It says NHL player, Sean Avery list of people from Oshawa. Yes. Sorry. Hey, I'm not from. I'm from Scarborough. Everybody, you leave me alone. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> I do not claim that man. Um, Leafs and Habs. Uh, Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher will condition with uh, Laval uh, this week for three games before Game One. So it looks like they'll probably be back unless Carey Price plays like Freddie Anderson did. Um, and <laughs> wow. uh, well, he, Freddie was not, was not good. No, Price is playing Game One. You think so? Unless he's injured, Carey Price is playing game one. If I'm reading the tweet right, Price's last game in the AHL was 2007. Galley's was 2013. Which is a lot longer than you think. Like, that's years ago. That's a long time. Carey Price's first... Okay, Brennan Gallagher's last AHL game predates the podcast. Mm -hmm. And Carey Price's last AHL game was during my first season of LFR. I was still in high school. Jesus. <laughs> when was your first LFR? What year of university were you in? Uh, second. Okay, so I would have been in Humber College, not fully dropped out yet. <laughs> um, the uh, dropped out. I like that. The, uh, the other thing is um, uh, Jack Campbell will get the start for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, here's what I bet happens. If the Leafs don't win the first game, they're going to put Freddie Anderson in for game two. And they won't win that one. 
the way he's playing. So if the Leafs don't win game <laughs> okay, one, okay. they're what not going to win a game. Two, game three. There's my prediction. No. Okay. Yep. No. Yep. Jack is getting um, more than one game of rope. No, nope. someone get out us. of here. I was going to save this for the press conference, but since we're having the discussion right now, uh, someone tweeted us that games three and four, it was Noah underscore banks on Twitter, that games three and four are back to backs. So is that the game where no. Freddie comes in? Game three? No. You shouldn't. Uh, there's uh, there's an argument to be made. Is the argument we should let them into the series? <laughs> no. Guys, but... he stunk. He was terrible. He was he terrible was. in the AHL and he was terrible in the NHL. Why are we playing? I don't care what he's done to this point. What is he right now? Maybe I'm really stupid, but no. I'm not even sure Price plays that. Both halves of the back-to-back. I'm not sure. Nick Allen's good. Yeah, he's he's at least as good as a potentially still recovering from injury carry price. Mm-hmm. You know what so I mean? So you're Sheldon Keefe. What are you doing games one through four? Who's your starters for each game? Well, game one is Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. Game two is Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. Game three, we have a look at games one and two mm-hmm. and use that to educate our opinion for games three and four. Okay. If Going Jack in- is lights out for game one and two, mm-hmm. I consider giving him three and four. Okay. Otherwise, I think he. Oh, that's a really. Oh, it's such a tough decision because it's the playoffs. All all resting let's rules say, go out the window. Let's Nothing say hard he's about just this. okay. Like Jack right. Campbell's just okay. Games Perfect. one and two, they can win with just okay. It's one. In, it's they're one in one that's going great. into game three. You're Perfect. still starting Campbell. Yes. Jack Campbell he, missed two different stints with injury this season. And if you play him in three and four, you're risking seeing nothing but Freddie. But he, pl- Steve, he played like 11, he won 11 games in a row. Yeah. And he with was the, injured with twice the, in the middle of that. The extra 24 hours and like, well, okay. So then he played, didn't he start something like 15 games in a row or something like that before they got Dave? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the extra 24 hours in between, even if it wasn't a back-to-back, he still gave them a chance. I'm just worried the Leafs are going to galaxy brain this and go, well, you know, Freddie's Freddie earned it. Freddie earned it last season. He didn't no, earn it. No, he, no. Then he doesn't play unless why, he has to. Why do I feel like I'm telling the fan base to have faith in the Leafs? What have I ever No, but are you telling that? us to have faith in Freddie Anderson? No, I'm telling you to have faith in the team's decision making. Oh, whatever they decide. Listen, this is They're the same team that arbitrarily tried to put... give it to Freddie. Listen, right. they they arbitrarily gave the top defensive position next to Morgan Riley to Cody Cece last year, and that worked out great. I but mean, listen, look at this, this is this, that doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect, and I just think that that there sometimes you are so close to it, you can't see the whole picture, and you go, well, you know, he's still Freddie Anderson. Yeah. I wouldn't even be confident with fully healthy playoff Freddie Anderson. He hasn't given me a reason to be confident in fully healthy playoff Freddie Anderson. Do you know what Adam, I mean? If Jack Campbell has a terrible game one, mm-hmm. then do you go to Freddie Anderson? No, he was 17-2-2. Two and two. I give him the benefit of the doubt. But I do think the Leafs would. Okay. I think they oh, would. my God. I think they would. I think they go right to Freddie. Yeah. This team. Okay. So it's funny. I've gotten a few messages from people like, Hey, this is my first year watching the Leafs. Oh God. And I was just like, Oh my God. Imagine. Well, I mean, we've all gotten to watch this year's Leafs, Mm -hmm. but imagine getting to watch this year's Leafs without all the layers of scar tissue. 
oh, like nice. in your brain. Like the three of us have just layers and upon layers of scar tissue in our brains. But imagine watching the first place Toronto Maple Leafs take on the fourth place Montreal Canadiens, watching the Leafs with a seven, two and one record against them. I think it was mm-hmm. watching Jack Campbell be 17, two and two and just going, Oh, they should win. And that's it. That's the extent of their thoughts on the series. Oh, they should win. There's no reason to assume. Why would you assume they would lose? I mean, they might lose one or two, but why would you assume that? And then it's the rest of us going, my sweet summer child. (laughs) And we're yucking their yum. It's I've ahead of these playoffs. I've gone to great mental lengths to step outside of my own head and go, all right, what possible reason is there to assume something will go wrong here? And this, this, I will say this, this is the one pessimistic thing I will say is it's because I'm captain positive here. The oh, one yeah. pessimistic thing I'll say is if the Leafs lose this series to Montreal, then I don't, uh, then I simply don't know. There's because all the evidence in front of us suggests they shouldn't lose. <laughs> okay. 2017 is a no brainer. It was weird that the Leafs did that well. Mm-hmm. against the Washington Capitals. You're talking about the President's Trophy winning Washington Capitals against a team that barely made the playoffs, shouldn't have even made the playoffs. It was full of rookies. Mm-hmm. It should not have gone to six games and five overtimes. It shouldn't have, right? Six periods of overtime. 2018 against the Bruins. That team was not as good as the Boston Bruins. They were fortunate to get to game seven. They were down 3-1, Right. They still blew the third period lead, but they shouldn't have even been in that game. 2019, I thought the Leafs played better, but again, the final two games, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the Bruins. No one was shocked the Bruins won. Same with the Blue Jackets. No one was shocked the Blue Jackets won. This year is the first year in an extraordinarily long time where they are clearly clear-cut head and shoulders the best team and if they lose it's gonna destroy the whole way i watch the sport <laughs> Jesus, Dude, the no ending there was so dark were, i thought this was gonna be a positive thing i'm like what oh no, happened? I'm a negative one no today. but here's how it's positive that's how much they should win this series they should it should be everyone who doesn't have a dog in the fight is saying the Leafs in five or six. Right. I can't wait for the LFR's next season. It's LFR bracket, but different. It's LFR. It's changed but it, me forever. It's broken LFR. I just have, I have a streak of blonde hair. I'm Matt Hardy. I've gone nuts. <laughs> and I've just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like you talk about blowing it up. How about you're the far and away favorites? And how do you, like the Leafs could win the president's trophy by 20 points next season. But if they, but if it's after losing to the Habs in round one, how do you trust them? You can't. If you were in charge of Tampa when they lost to Columbus, what would you have done? I would have made significant changes to the team and I would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the point that I think you're alluding to. Jesse. So if if the because you have to play the games, like you team Hello? good good teams lose all the time just by the stroke of luck. 
So if something happens and the Leafs blow this, maybe you don't just blow up the team because maybe it was a one-off. And that was the, if there's a one in 100 chance that the Leafs lose, maybe this is the one. And maybe you bring it back next year and it's not the one in 100 chance. Mm -hmm. They're clearly the best they've been in years. Yes. Right? Yeah, I don't think you fuck this up. I think you give this another shot. Yeah. So you don't think they fuck it up then, Adam? Well, no, no. I, I still so think they're, they're going to put Freddie. The shitty goalie. No, I think they're going to put Freddie in in game two. If no. Game one. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> that's what I think. And that means if they if Jack loses game one, they don't have a chance to win until game three. That's what I think. Adam, Jesus, that's my Fred. prediction. I don't Freddie, know why you, Freddie Anderson can win an NHL hockey game because they're going to dress him, dude. They're going to dress Freddie. That alone should concern you. No, he was bad, guys. Come on. You telling me Big Save It David wasn't better than that? I can tell you right now that Frederick Anderson was was better than David Riddick. Yes. Also, also, now that we know Campbell starting game one, it's a wait and see. Like, we'll come back here on Friday because we have another episode Wednesday. We're going to preview again. And then Friday, we'll come back and it'll either be miserable and we'll be like, oh, you should throw Freddie in on Saturday or it's awesome. And they'll be like, oh, Campbell's going too again. I, By the way, I, uh, James Myrtle makes his long awaited return to the Steve Dangle podcast on Wednesday's episode. Just throwing there that you out go. there, too. I greatly respect the team the Montreal Canadiens have. I think they're built for the playoffs. I think they're consistently a pain in the Leafs' ass, whether the Leafs win or lose. And that there's no reason to assume the Leafs will lose this series. All right. There isn't. Even with, dude, if Freddie was, if Freddie started all four to seven games, they should win this series. If Frederick Anderson, if they said they were going to start Freddie game one, I would still think the Leafs are going to win. Like, I, I don't I'm know looking why at, you don't believe he can't win an NHL game. <laughs> I'm looking at Freddie Anderson's hunk of shit. 895 save percentage. That is a hunk of shit. And he was 13, 8, and 3. Guys, <laughs> they're playing Jack mm-hmm. and they're probably going to win based on the odds. That's why you play to win the game. Hello. If I'm not mistaken, didn't um, all three lower seeds win? Yeah. It was a it was a good weekend for upsets. Yeah, or on one on Washington one. was the higher seed, I believe. Right, I remember that correctly. Washington won, and then uh, Islanders won. won so they're the lower seed. Uh, Pan- uh, Tampa won; they're the higher Tampa. seed. Vegas lost; they were the higher seed. Oh, Tampa's the lower seed. They right, are right, right. Yes, they yes, are the lower yes. seed. So Tampa did win on the lower seed. Yeah, you're correct. So, like, Very guys, good. guys, this upsets is- happen. I'm just Carrie Price and Brenda Gallagher are playing in the AHL today. All right. Like going into the Vegas, Minnesota series, you're like, oh, Vegas is going to take game one. And then they lost. I would say yeah. I would say Vegas is a bigger as a bigger favorite than the Leafs are over Montreal. Well, but Minnesota is pretty great. Like if you were to look at Minnesota's record, I don't think it's a fair representation of what their team is. Like, I think totally. we've got there's there's Kaprizov, Minnesota, and then there's everything that happened before. But Adam, if I ask you, hey, who's going to win Vegas, Minnesota? I say Vegas with a big asterisk now because Minnesota all of a sudden is just spectacular. But I that think counts. Vegas should win. Vegas should win. You got to listen. That's, <sighs> at some point, we got to stop being the shaky knee, quivering voice little kid on the playground and speak with our chest. Okay, you first. A little bit. The Leafs will beat the Montreal Canadiens in this series. 
Yeah. Unless they don't, because those things happen because you play the games for a reason. Yeah, but <laughs> I would all bet money that they will. Yeah. They will beat the Montreal Canadiens. There it is. There it is. The Leafs will beat the Montreal Canadiens because they should. There. And I'm not going to add a but to the end of it. I'm not going to add anything to the end of it. They're going to beat the Habs. It'll feel great. And we'll all party. Great. Looking forward to that. Please don't please with don't Jack Campbell on Jack Campbell. Yes, with Jack Campbell. Thank you very much. All uh, right. And sorry, one one last thing in the whole amazing goalie performances thing. We forgot to talk about Cam Talbot, mm-hmm. who I believe set a Minnesota wild record for 42 saves in a shutout. <laughs> and, and just Edmonton punch, punching the wall. <laughs> just oh. well, and if you look at his numbers, like he was bad for a season. Yep. After being incredible. And they were like, we are done with the Cam Talbot experiment. It's Let's funny give what happens. all the yeah. money to Miko Koskinen. When you have bad management, things like this happen. Let's get into the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. First question. This is from MM Maple Leafs on Twitter. With the responsibilities they're giving to Sandine, do you guys believe that the Leafs aren't planning, are not planning on re-signing Riley after next season? Yes. Okay. So here's here's another thing ahead of the playoffs, everyone. You, as a Leaf fan, are cheering for Morgan Riley. Yeah, stop this. Stop this. You're a Morgan Riley fan. Let's go, Riley. That's you. That's you. Until they're... Out or win, that's you. That's mm-hmm. you in your face. If there's no other Leaf jersey around, but he's your Leaf favorite player, uh, least favorite Leaf, guess what? You put a Riley jersey on your back. Yeah. Yep. You're a Morgan Riley fan. Stop kicking the guy out the door. This is We've done such a good job this season of holding the off-season conversations at bay. I am amazed looking at the roster how little Seattle's come up. Cause like they're gonna you're gonna be remember last time I was like hemming and hawing about the idea of losing Brendan Leipzig? It's oh you're gonna be real upset this time. <laughs> you're gonna be real upset this time. If you were upset about that like I was mm-hmm. you're gonna be real upset this time. But um the long term plan like Sandine I don't look at Sandine and Riley as being related. You know, like I, and and I think the Leafs have earned the benefit of the doubt of they just want to keep as many good players as humanly possible. Right. Um, So Sandine is good. Riley is also good. He's, I mean, defensively, oh boy. Part of me wonders if part of the heel turn on Riley this season is that there's better defenders around him. Because once upon a time, Luke Shen looked like the best Leafs defenseman. But who was like he by surrounded a mile. With? And he was surrounded by players who were worse than Luke Shen. Literally a teenage Luke Shen was given the mantle of, hey, 18-year-old Luke Shen, you have to save the franchise now. <laughs> I remember watching him in person, sitting there in the stands and going, this guy is the best player on the team right now. He's certainly the best defenseman and we're taken for granted the things Morgan Riley does well. 
like there's every other team in the league would happily take this player. They would. Sure. The well, what would. about Tampa? Yes. All, all of them. Every team would take Morgan Riley. Has he been subpar in his own end? Yes. Do I think he's going to raise the level of his game in the playoffs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you need to be worried about his contract that doesn't expire until 2023? Yeah. Like he's not even at the top of the oh, worry about this contract. Q. 2022. My apologies. 2022. Sorry. Do we like care? He's, we don't care. He's not at the front of the line. Stop being every bad stereotype of Leafs fans, guys. Stop it. Stop right. thinking about everything that can go wrong in the off season while the season is still going and stop thinking about your team that finished first. Stop thinking they're going to lose. How about this? Enjoy the fact that Rasmus Sandin is coming along while you have a fully developed Morgan Riley, right? Steve kind of summing it up. Exactly. All right. And, and I want to get the... to this question for Adam. Hold on. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, we, no go ahead, Steve. We, finish we, it, finish we, it. We've hammered finish this boy go. home. Go. 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 No, no, say it again. Go. Say how we should appreciate it. One more Morgan time, Steven. Go, Leafs, go. Morgan What's the code Riley? word? Woo. What's the code word? Let's go. Uh, chrysalis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to shout out Trevor, uh, Trevor McDonald. He's from Pittsburgh. A couple of his grandparents passed away from uh, cancer. So Trevor made a donation to a local uh, cancer foundation in uh, Pittsburgh. He's a Pens fan. So why not? Let me donate to a foundation that helps my favorite team and player, but also rid the world of cancer. So shout out Trevor. Shout out Trevor. Doing lovely stuff. So sorry that that happened to you, buddy. That sucks. Very unfortunate. But Adam, I want to get to this question for you. It's from at Sport Princess 89 on Twitter. Okay. It's very serious. Uh-oh. If you could live in any period of history, hmm. which one would it be and why? Out of all the periods of history in the world, um, what would it be? Here's what I would say. If you or anybody else says any other decade except for this one, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, you know, the reality is we have problems, uh, but, but the, um, you know, I love when people are like, man, I just wish I could go back to the twenties and dress like a flapper. Well, you know, to get there, you had to spend your teens in world war one and you had to spend your forties in world war two. So are you really wanting to go back there? No, thanks. And then people are like, well, I'd love to go back to 18th century England when, when, you know, rule Britannia was like, they were, they ran the whole world. Okay, well, London literally was a cesspool of shit. Um, People died at 35, lived in houses with like 20 people. It would, you don't want to go back there. This is the whole thing. I mean, I'd like to go back for a day, observe some things. I'd love to go see what, you know, ancient Rome looked like. Uh, I'd love to see what, um, uh, you know, what, uh, like the ancient Mongol empire would have been like to walk through a little bit. Uh, but you don't want to go back. Uh, none of us, none of us are cut out for any other decade than the one that we're in currently or decades, amount of decades. And the reality with human history is that despite the reports you read on the news, things are getting better. And uh, there is a lot of inequity. There's a lot of people living in desperately poor situations. I'm not denying that. Uh, but I would say on the on the on the whole, humanity is on average better than we've ever been before and well on our way to being better than, better than we are now. So I think that there is a, uh, I think there's this whole romanticizing the past that needs to go away. It's, it's the say it's the South Park, the member berries, 
It's the same damn thing. Yeah, you know, people are like, oh, it's just, you know, it was a classier time. It was a better time. For fucking who? For who? Right. So I love politicians. We need to get back to get back to when. When was it better? Was it your, who was it better for when that when happened? The 50s? Who was that good for? You know what I mean? So I, I guess I just look at that situation and I look at a question like that. Yes, love to go back and observe and just see how things were done and how it was different. But if anybody claims seriously that they would not want to live right now, that they would want to live some other time other than right now. Yeah, like, oh, 70s America would have been sweet. Yeah, there were fucking problems then, right? And, and, and so I, I think we have to take everything on balance. Right now is the time period I would like to live in. Thank you very much. Adam, that's great. Well, and sir. to add to that, uh, um, this is uh, related. Bogosian has been medically cleared by uh, uh, that's Darren Dreger. Yeah. Oh, nice. Sorry, I just want. Is he going to be in the lineup for Thursday? Great question. He's been medically cleared, and they don't play for another three days. So imagine we awesome. imagine, imagine we we answered that Morgan Riley question, and and with Rasmus Sanding, and Sandy doesn't even dress. It's just Bogosian <laughs> and Dermot. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it might be. Like really, it could be. Dermot's been better. Yeah. So then who? Hmm? Then who? Previous Dermot. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant then Sandy. And no. I'm like, oh, no. I beg your pardon. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think He's so. been better than, than the other Dermot we saw. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Remember I in agree. Mario Kart 64 where you could race your own ghost? If he was racing his own ghost, he would be several seconds ahead of his ghost. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. You try and beat your own lap. Yeah. 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 Yeah, nice. yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for the show today. We're all done. But guess what? We'll be back in 48 freaking hours. And one more time, Steve, what's the keyword? Code word. Chrysalis. What's the hashtag? Uh, Steve ruined everything. Ruined it. Steve ruined, ruined it. it. Yeah. Hashtag Steve, Steve ruined, ruined it. it. Yeah. All right. Hashtag two masks. Go to at Steve Dangle podcast on Instagram to win yourself some of the free gear that we have to give away. Check out sdpn.ca because we got lots of gear coming. And Jesse. Do we have anything to announce on that front? Or are we just waiting? Uh, yeah, we're going to have some new clothes and merch accessories dropping on Thursday. Perfect. But we can tee that up on the next episode because we're coming back on Wednesday, which is before even the drop. Beautiful. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. So, uh, very excited. And I get to hang out with my friends for two more times this week, which is pretty cool, too. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. We'll see you Wednesday with James Myrtle. Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.